I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Whether you are aware of it or not, your feelings play a key role in everything that you do. I've learned that feelings can motivate us to take positive action and feel like we can take on the world. And then at the same time, feelings can keep us stuck in the same place, spinning our wheels. I wonder if you've ever been there. So what I've learned is that ignoring our feelings can be damaging both mentally and emotionally. And the challenge that we often run into in spiritual circles is What do I do with my feelings? How can faith and feelings work together? And that's why I'm excited to have with me on the show today, two people that are passionate about this topic, Charity Goodwin and Brittany Radford. They contend that God gave us feelings for a reason and they should not be ignored. So they put together some resources that can help guide us through the process of learning how to manage our feelings in a healthy way. And by taking care of our emotional health, it empowers us to stay healthy in all aspects of our lives. So if you're looking for ways to become healthy and whole, then we've got to start exploring our feelings. And this is the episode that's going to help you do it. Enjoy. Well, Charity, Brittany, welcome to Publishing Secrets. We've been having a great time discussing what God is doing through both of you. And I can't wait to share you with your with our listening audience. Thank you so much for making time to be here with us today. Our pleasure. You're welcome. Yeah, this is going to be a great, a great time. Uh, you know, we were talking about this is the first time that we've had two people where we had co-authors on uh, the show. So I think that in, in and of itself is going to be a blessing to the audience, being able to hear from two people that God brought into a shared mission and uh, how he used both of you to make an impact. So let's start with you, Charity. I think, you know, this this effort, the book and the workbook uh, that is now out in the world, Making Waves, started uh, with you. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the mission that you feel God has you on. You know, we've been talking about the fact that you're a pastor, but not what is that? The three-piece suit, Pastor <laughs> said. I think that's a really cool analogy. Having grown up in church, I, I get that. Uh, so you're a little out, out of the box. And, and I know that that's intentional. It's by God's design. So talk to us a little bit about what God has been doing and how it, it led to your, your meeting with, with Brittany and this project. Yeah, Coach Tam, you know, I'm grateful to God for all the experiences that I've had. And, you know, a lot of times it's those hard, hard places that we find ourselves in that shape us uh, in ways that we can never really know. Um, And so for me, that looked like uh, really being a pastor doing all the things. 
really busy, uh, burnt out in many ways. Um, and that led to what was technically a panic attack, but really, uh, I call it my emotional heart attack. So yeah, one day I just found myself literally thinking I was about to die, not knowing what was happening. My heart rate was accelerated and I just had all these things going on in my body. And I called 911 and after they came and did all the things, they basically like, are you stressed out? I'm like, well, yeah, um, I was serving two churches. I had two small boys, one who had been diagnosed with autism. Um, my marriage was impacted by all of the things and it was just a lot. And so uh, that day, in retrospect, what I realized is that um, I had been pushing all my emotions down, not really feeling any of them, seeking to be a human doing versus a human being. Mm-hmm. And it caught up with me. And if I'm not careful, even these days, uh, it will come, you know, I'll have sim- symptoms or semblances of that day. And yeah. so um, this has led me to be a person a person of faith as well as uh, a pastor who speaks about um, naming emotions and the importance of doing so Um, because just because we avoid something doesn't mean it goes away and that's what I was that's what I had hoped was gonna happen Um, but that fateful day um, everything kind of came back in my body um, and let me know that there were things I had not dealt with. Wow you know that's (laughs) there's a mouthful in what you just shared. Like there's so we could talk for days on this. Um, again, having grown up in church, you know, there's often a emphasis on faith, mm-hmm. believing God, you know, standing on the word, knowing yeah. your scripture, mm-hmm. uh, and, and all of those things, which, which is important. extremely important. It, yes. it is our foundation, but there's not a lot of conversation about what I'm supposed to do with my feelings. And so mm-hmm. even if it's not expressly said, to ignore them or push them down just mm-hmm. by not giving voice to that topic. We're left, you know, not yes. knowing what to totally. do. I mean, would you say that most people just don't know what to do with their feelings? Totally. We don't know what to do with them and we resent them uh, to the point that, you know, it's like, I'm not supposed to even feel a certain kind of way, especially something we might quote deem as a negative feeling, which there really is no such thing as, as such. Um, and so, uh, yeah, my my hope like is to bring faith and feelings into conversation, into a place of integration where we can see ourselves as whole people uh, who are we're thinking beings, we're feeling beings, and we're people who have behaviors and doing. I mean, any therapist, psychology, whatever will tell you that. Um, but when we get into our faith spaces, I, like you said, I think we we negate it, um, and we negate it for for being faithful. Uh, and yet, I'm try- hoping to flip that on the, its head and say instead. Uh, what it really means to be faithful is to honor all of who we are like God Jesus came to save us and salvation is about the whole of who we are that word um, is about wholeness and so I'm hoping to live as an example of that I don't get it right all the time Um, hoping to practice that um, and then vulnerably uh, courageously share my story uh, with other people like if a pastor can tell you like I've been through this and here's what it looked like. Hopefully, you know, lay people and other pastors will will be open to allowing um, the, the complexity of, of the emotions to to be named and processed and and learn how to do that. And that's what I get to do with folks these days, which is exciting. It is exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, as you were sharing that, I was thinking to myself, well, if we're not supposed to have feelings and they don't have value, then why did God give them to us? Hello. <laughs> 
Listen, because he's intentional in all that he does, right? And how he even how he formed us, mm-hmm. you know, from the very beginning. So if we didn't need it, we wouldn't yes. have it, right? Yes. So they, they serve a purpose, and it's just being able to understand their mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. and you know what that means for how how it kind of fits into our holistic life, as you yes. say, if you shared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you're on a mission to help us to sort through this. And I love the vulnerability piece because, you know, if, if you don't admit that sometimes you don't get it right, then I feel like I'm never going to get it right either. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, that, that standard of perfection yes. um, can sometimes be so real just in culture in general, but especially in Christian circles, like, if we if we got to be perfect, I don't know how we're gonna get to heaven. But hello, hello. <laughs> it certainly sometimes feels like um, you have to be in, yeah. in order to quote unquote be saved. So I, I love this this focus that you have in allowing us the space to be fully mm. human yes. and showing us how to navigate that. So God had you on this mission, and then. Uh, you you and Brittany decided to team up on a special project. So talk to me about how how that all happened. You guys have a very special mentor-mentee relationship. First, let's start at the beginning. How did the relationship even start? And, and how did you decide to bring Brittany in on this project? Well, I'm, I'll let Brittany definitely share how the relationship started because she initiated it. And so <laughs> I love to hear uh, I love to hear this version of her story, how it works. So go for okay, it, Brittany. Brittany, you're up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I moved to St. Louis in January of 2020. Essentially, I went through a tough divorce um, in Mississippi and I decided to uh, leave my doctoral program. And just start over. I felt I needed something new in my life. And kind of like how Charity said about having that like emotional attack. I had it from the perspective of doing. And I really hadn't experienced that part around being. And often me showing up as myself wasn't always receptive because I was always a bit different. Like I'm colorful. I'm opinionated. And I didn't grow up in the church. And so I didn't understand that there's certain ways that Black church operates. Mm-hmm. And things you don't say or do. Whereas my mom taught me, if you have a question, you answer it, no matter who it is. And so I think through this journey, I saw that I started attending the gathering in St. Louis. And um, I visited the Clayton site, which Terry is the site director of the site pastor. Of, and I was like, hmm, this seems like the church I left, which was a predominantly white church. And I was like, I'm not with this. And so I just started watching church online. And then um, I remember they sent out an M note that was like, we are um, bringing Charity Goodwin here. And I saw the picture and I was like, oh, snap, it's a black woman. (laughs) And so I was extremely excited because I was like, she's different. Like she just has short hair, like just her persona communicated someone different. And I had been on this quest of trying to find a spiritual mentor that was like, that really appreciated their blackness, was authentic, real. Um, and can relate to the Black experience, which was uh, mine. And so essentially, I reached out to her over Zoom, and I was like, I just need to get close enough that she can, like, you know, see my greatness and want me to tag along. (laughs) And so we had a Zoom call, and she introduced me, and I was like, I need to find a way to get her to be my mentor. And so I was like, "Um, I see that you have a business. Like, can I be of any assistance or whatnot? I was like, I would gladly be an intern, although I have a real job. And so she was like, 
okay. And so that kind of like started the trajectory of us like doing life together because she'll have different cool projects. And I'm like, I don't know if I feel necessarily equipped, but I can send emails and I can talk to wow. people. And so that's kind of like what started off like that initial start. Wow. And since that- then, you know, I've been rolling with her. <laughs> Wow. That is such a a cool story. I love even the initiative that you took, Brittany, because sometimes we see people and we think, wow, you know, there's something there that I want to get close to. And I I want it to rub off on me. And I believe that I can contribute something to this space. But what was it that gave you the the bonus to do that? Yeah, to say I want to do it. I don't know. I was talking to my best friend about this recently. I'm not the kind of person, like, when I hear somebody speak or I go to a conference and they start talking, I'm just like, ooh, I need to get next to that so that I can get some of that. And so for me, it just was a matter of, like, I know what my life has looked like because I've had mentors, but they predominantly have been white. And so I was like, I have no choice. What's the worst she can say is no. And if she tells me no, she can't keep telling me no. And so I'll just keep showing up and assisting (laughs) and serving. And she'll be like, man, this girl is persistent. So that was kind of my approach, like, so yeah. death do us part, because in my mind, I knew it was going to <laughs> I love, and there's so many things I love about that. I love your determination. You're like, she can't keep, she might say no today, right. but right. eventually she's going to say right. yes, because I'm just going to keep asking. <laughs> the Lord said, ask. And you, and you right. never see, so you're like, I'm going right. to keep asking until she... She gives right. me a yes. Um, yes. And that takes persistence and confidence and just realizing, hey, there's something here and not being willing to settle for no. So I love that. And the second piece of what I heard, which is something that I'm really, really big on, I think Charity knows as we talk about it in the community all the time is value first. So it wasn't just I'm showing up and I want something. Mm-hmm. It's I'm showing up and I'm I'm prepared to give. I'm going to serve right. you as your intern. I'm, I can send some emails. I can talk to some people. What, what you need me to do? I will right. do that. And that goes a long way because sometimes people um, want the benefit of the relationship, but they're not willing to give. Amen. And so that's huge. It's huge. huge, huge. So I, I, you know, I hope our listening audience is really taking that in. If you see somebody that you you want to get close to think about how you can serve them and help advance the mission that God has given them and that will speak volumes for you because it will show that you are looking for a mutually beneficial relationship yeah. um, not just looking for what you can take so so Brittany you got connected you were persistent she said yes and then talk to us about how this get up project, played a role in the mission that you, you guys have jointly together yeah so I recall um in charity talking and she was talking about like being an entrepreneur and I really didn't understand that when I first met her like how you want to be a pastor and be an entrepreneur like that just doesn't make sense hmm. and so I just was like hmm that's different and she does coaching and I was like so how does that work and so as we started to get to talk and talk about our relationships or whatever she started talking about feelings which to me, I'm a eight on the Enneagram. Feelings, I feel like should be tossed out the door. Like we don't have time for that. We got things to get done. However, in that journey, Cherry always asks, like, how's your soul? And I was like, what? Who got time to talk about soul? We got things to do. And so in that process, I recognized I had a lot of baggage. And I had been numb to my feelings for so long because I wanted to get things done. 
And so in that process, I remember Charity uh, talked about the feelings wheel and she did an assessment with me and I was like, ooh, this is rough. And so I started doing the get up journey on my own and I was like, this is dope. Like literally I started going through the process and I was like, I need to do this with other people because I really during the pandemic didn't have anybody because I moved to St. Louis after my divorce by myself. And so I asked, reached out to Charity and I said, Charity, we need like a black progressive like some type of study because it was a black woman's Bible study on Zoom. And I was like, can we do your book? And so she was like, sure. And so she gave me the book and I was like, okay, this is a nice woman. And so uh, we started going through the book on Zoom and just breaking it down and being able to apply it. So it was kind of weird because I was facilitating it, but also going through the process. And so like through this entire journey, I feel like I've been having a resurrection within my own Mm -hmm. self. And so it's been like monumental to be able to like, read stuff in the book, which Charity will attest to this. And she'll be like talking about something. I'm like, mm, a wise person once told me. And she'll be like, you're using your words. <laughs> and so it's kind of been this thing of like, I wanted to facilitate and do all of this from the standpoint that it benefit me. And as a result of who I stand to be two years later was a result of Charity investing in writing a book that she personally was resurrecting from. And then me personally being able to share that with other women on their journey. Wow. Yeah, it will put us in some interesting situations, mm. won't it? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about this Get Up Project. Charity, kind of break it down for our listening audience. This was a book that God led you to wrote, write. We've got the feeling will that we've already talked about. So we got to talk about what the feeling will is, because I know that's part of your ministry to make sure that we're we're acknowledging and giving space for our feelings. So talk to us about the book in general, and then let's get into the wheel. Sure. So the full title of the book is Get Up, Unearthing Your Passion and Taking Brave Action in 50 Days. And so Sunday actually was Pentecost. That was the 50th day, right? After Easter. And so it really takes people on a journey, uh, a 50 day journey, if you will, from Easter to Pentecost or however you would choose to look at that symbolically in your spaces as well. Um, and it, it journeys of ver- the various characters of Acts chapter nine, uh, the story of Tabitha, who Peter resurrects. Um, and that story uh, for me um, has been one that just has been has walked with me um and i have been able to see myself in the various characters all throughout and so essentially what i did in the book which i call a devotional journal um each day is a a short snippet of content and then a space to write and reflect um each chapter uh, i open up with a personal story uh related to whatever the theme is and so you know it took me some time to be open to uh sharing my own story um i shared as much as i felt a little bit past what I feel comfortable with. So there's still more to come, you know, uh, but I, I definitely wanted to push myself. Uh, so that's the book, right? The book is that 50 days of of resurrection, um, following the resurrection of Tabitha and all of the characters that surround her. I use emotional intelligence. I use things around feelings and all that to, to, to you know, create these scenes and to imagine like what might the runners have felt like when they were running from uh, from from Joppa to and that's escaping me like I should know that by heart. Um, it's, it was like a half marathon, right? Like making this journey. What would that feel like? Um, what might they have needed along the way? And so um, this sort of creative and imaginative, you know, in the black church we talk about you know put on your 
you know, you know, holy imagination. Yeah, you know, I got to put <laughs> trying to imagine what would this have been like, you know? And so yeah. uh, using, you know, sort of my upbringing in that space, emotional intelligence, work that I've done with Brene Brown and all this. So how might all of these things impact um, how I live out what I believe to be the most important thing is living out the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's the book and so then Britt is doing all of doing this bible study i go i meet the people on the bible study and we have a great time and um i started learning what she was doing she wasn't just teaching she wasn't just like allowing like oh here's day three let's talk about these questions <laughs> he was doing activities i'm like where all this come from i don't have all that in the book and so um, we got to talking and I was like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about some of these uh, other, they, one of the things I love that she did, they did like a release ceremony at one point. Wow. Um, yeah. So she was like really bringing in like this, uh, another way in my, in my words to embody, uh, what I had written. And so I said, Brie, we should do a, do a, do a workbook, do a facilitator guy, do something to help people because you have taken this to like the next level. Um, and so that is how it really started. She said yes. And um she wanted to say no while we were doing it because you know it got the <laughs> rough every once in a while um <laughs> but i thought she had a lot to offer so i really you know while the book is mostly me i like to believe that the facilitator god is mostly her i mean i, I you know i helped with some framing and some other things but she's she's a genius in her own right and uh it was just really exciting to see um her creativity in 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 line with what I had written. I mean, just to see this come to life in a whole other way. So it's encouraging and I, I hope um, it already has been a blessing to other folks. So I hope to, to more people to be able to really um, experience, uh, ex actually experience it, right? Like, cause a lot of what we do is experiential in the, um, in the workbook, so. Absolutely. And I, I was just thinking as you were describing, as you ladies were describing this, like, how many messages would be so much more impactful if there was a workbook, if there were <laughs> activities and experiences, right? Because you can, books can be really powerful, but you can also make it an all inner activity. Like I'm mm -hmm. kind of just reading and I'm going to come back to that exercise, but we never do. Uh, I'm going to raise my hand. Agreed. I never <laughs> do. Right. So, so that the great thing about, you know, groups, Bible studies, life groups, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. is it, it forces you to have to get into the things that you would skip if you were by yourself. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I agree. So those activities are so powerful because you get some discussion going, you start realizing things. About, I, I'm just thinking about myself and the studies that I've been in. You start realizing things about yourself that you didn't even know were there. And then someone else like I, I can I can identify with that. It's a it's it's a really amazing concept to say, OK, I've got this book, but how can I take it to the next level and create experiences for people mm -hmm. and allow it also allows you to multiply um, your your messengers. Right. Because mm -hmm. now with this workbook, it's not just where you two can be. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Someone can take the workbook and they can start a you know, they can start a group. And then the message that God has given you is popping up all over all over the world because of your yes, Brittany, even though it was maybe a uh, reluctant or <laughs> yes. uh, what is that Indian giver? Uh, yes. It's like, Hey, I said yes, but I changed my mind, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but it, it, it actually is going to, you probably won't even know how many people are going to be impacted mm -hmm. by this. Mm -hmm. 
more people than you could ever imagine. So let's talk about it because we like to keep it real on the show too. So once we got into the workbook, mm-hmm. what were some of the challenges that came up that you had to work through? You want me to go? Oh, you go first. Uh, I think for me, the thing, the fact that this was happening was just difficult in a sense, as I stated earlier about resurrection. It was this thing that really happened to find my voice. And like prior to all this, I had been in nonprofit academia. There's a certain way you're supposed to write and talk and communicate your ideas. And so when I would read like Charity's bio, I was like, okay. Then I look at my bio and I'm just like, it's not a line. Like (laughs) she's talking as if like she's free. And I'm just like, I don't know what that feels like. And so I have feel like for so long, I have been tamed and put myself in boxes. And I recall a, a message I always remember is Charity says that God is big enough to use all of the pieces of you. And so I just was like, dang, and I love puzzles. And so slowly on that journey, I think I've started to think like I have a voice. I have something to contribute and offer up because she asked me to do this for a reason. And so I remember for me, particularly, I was in Florida. I needed to do like a refresher and I called Charity crying <laughs> and I was like, Charity, I can't do this. You need to find somebody else to do this book because <laughs> I can't mm. do it. And Charity being the feeling person she is, she's like, okay, Brittany, step back, breathe, pay attention to your body. Like, what are you feeling? And we talked through that process and she was like, take a few days off. And we were chasing the deadline. So I was like, I didn't want her to feel like I was incompetent or whatever. And she's like, trust that the Holy Spirit is in you. And so through that process, essentially, I came back and I'm really good with audio message. Like Cherry and I joke because that's our form of contact. <laughs> Text message is not it. We do audio messaging. I love and it. so I just started like doing audio messages of what I was thinking and writing it in my phone. And slowly, like I feel like the Holy Spirit just was like shooting out new ideas and plans. And I just started putting it on paper. I was like, okay, Cherry, I think I got this. And I started piecing stuff together. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Game time. And so it just was like that process of like getting over the hump really around that activity part. Because for me, I think creating a space where people can do life in a way that is meaningful, but also to recognize that these exercises have the ability to transform people's faith lives Mm -hmm. is important to me. And I didn't want to take it like lightly. And so I think being able to have that coaching process done for charity um, was really, I think, powerful because in previous settings, like in grad school and stuff, People just told me to get through it and like, don't worry about it. Where she really like helped me to feel those emotions, lean into that and work through that um, over the course of us writing this book. So, so we were using the techniques from the book to actually do the workbook. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love that. So you had a a little mini coaching session in order to be able to work through it. Yes, this was a whole culture process. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome, though. How um, you know you that, and that shows me that charity. This is something you really live, right? It's not something I just wrote about, but it's something that I believe is critical to not only how I manage my own emotions, but how I relate to others. You know, helping mm-hmm. them to get in contact with um, their feelings and what it's ultimately telling them. I, I you know, I remember. In coaching psychology, uh, when we talked about feelings, one of the things that I took away from it is it's an indicator. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I need to ignore, but it's an indicator of what is going on with me. And so I really need to step back and say, okay, what is this 
telling me about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it sounds like that's the kind of experience that you had is like all this stuff <clears throat> is coming up with this. I don't know what to do with it. And I just needed somebody to come alongside me and to help me to walk through the steps so that I could move forward. At at the point, you felt like I can't do it. But all you really needed was a little bit of guidance. And then once you had the appropriate guidance and the space to be human, because I heard the the couple of days off too, right? Because sometimes it's not just, hey, let me walk you through this activity and you're good. (laughs) Sometimes you need a little bit of time too. So I I love that. That's that's cool. So Charity, what about for you? Any obstacles come up along the way as you were working through this? So many, you know, it's interesting because the book didn't, it was, I didn't have as many obstacles. It didn't, you know, I made it through, um, but it wasn't anything like this very short, right? Seemingly, you know, 50 pages, you know, guide, you would think this is going to be in and out and it took all kinds of things, all extra. Um, so one of the things I would say is, and I know Bri shared, she's an eight on the Enneagram. If you all, if the community does Enneagram work, I'm a three, um, which is the achiever. <laughs> and so um, my vision for the guide was much bigger than the time I had allotted for myself. Mm. <laughs> so what I would want to encourage folks, and I'll explain a little bit more about that, but what I want to encourage folks um, in, especially like in this world that we live in now, like the, the guide is an ebook, you know, the book is physical and as well as you can get it, of course, um, uh, electronically, but sometimes you just got to get it. You do have to get it done. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to, I could have said, well, Britt, we, I still want to get, we had video, we want to do video content with each chapter. And so we right. have that kind of outlined. It's still in the, you know, in the Asana it's in the Asana, right. Hey, but we didn't have time for that. And, <laughs> and when I say we didn't have time for that, uh, what I want to offer up, right, is that when you write a book that, like, you you know, you teach us, Coach Tam, right? That's, that's the one, that's it. That's cool. Now you got to promote it. And you don't promote it just once. Um, so I promote my book at least hopefully three times a year, especially around Easter into Pentecost, right? And then again, we're going to be starting small groups again in the in the fall. So you have to be strategic about the times when you're going to be promoting. It may not be like all all day, every day, because anybody will get sick of that. But, you know, being strategic about when you want to do it. Um, and so... So at some point, right, we're just going to, you know, do version two and, and enhance it with what we have, which will be mm-hmm. uh, these videos where we get a chance to talk about um, maybe dig a little dig a little deeper into some of the concepts um, that people will want to know about. Um, so that's the hope. So that that was definitely one of the obstacles that I had to pair back and say, OK, you know, mm-hmm. if we do the guide without the videos and it still has all these amazing links and activities, because I already had a lot of awesome stuff that this would be good. And we don't have to like negate that we still have this other stuff that we want to do. We can add that going forward. Um, and so I think for anyone who, if your vision like me is super big and amazing and awesome, uh, it's okay to do it in iterations. And, <laughs> yes. you know, and because I think it's also one of the places where we could get ourselves stalled, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I can't get the videos done, then I'm gonna have to wait a whole another six months or a whole another year or whatever. And sometimes we need to just we do need to get it done um, and in in the most excellent way with what we have, um, knowing that we still, you know, we can we can continue to add and enhance. Um, so that's one of the challenges uh, that we had having to acknowledge that. Yes. <laughs> name it. We had to name it. <laughs> and acknowledge I mean, that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, 
I think Brent was helpful to me in that. I'm like, look, whatever we got to do. Like, we kept having snowstorm. It was so many things yeah. kept happening. We, Because, you know, we're trying to get together to do it. Yeah, right. It was just so much. And I was just like, you know what? You're right. Let's just. Let's you just were helping forward. each other. You were helping each other. So I, I love how the mentor-mentee relationship allows both of you to learn and grow through the experience, right? Is that you're both benefiting because, mm-hmm. Charity, you were able to help Brittany through a rough patch. And then when you were trying to, you know, be, you know, most excellent. <laughs> the most. <laughs> then Brit was like, hey, but we still have great stuff here. And I share that with you, Charity. I, it doesn't say it takes me like two seconds to go really big with a vision. And one of the things that God has had to work with me on is, yeah, okay, I know that you can see that. Um, and sometimes, yeah, that is my plan for you, but you got to start here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't go. And, and, mm-hmm. and you think about all of the, the heroes of scripture, it, it mm-hmm. was not a overnight, mm-hmm. you know, manifestation of mm-hmm. the full vision. There was mm-hmm. always process before promise. And mm-hmm. so, you know, even mm-hmm. in getting that vision that we have in our mind out, it's going to take time. And I agree with you, Charity. Sometimes we can, we can hold, not only hold ourselves up, but we can hold people up from getting the deliverance that they need to get because we are caught up in this mm-hmm. ideal version of mm-hmm. what it needs to look like. And mm-hmm. some people could be set free with what you have now. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk mm. about it. Yeah. You know, it becomes an ego thing at that point, you know, like we have to really check ourselves. Like, why are we doing this? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. It's, it's huge. It's a journey. You know, God, even though he's using us, to help other people, he is also working on us in the process. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely, he is he is always getting multiple things done in mm-hmm. one thing. That's what I have to say. Like, yes. he, he, he's very efficient. He's like, I'm going to use this one experience <laughs> and I'm going to make all these things happen as a result of this one experience. You're like, wow. Right. Like, I right. didn't even see, I didn't even see that coming. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think we've given our listening audience just an amazing picture of how God can use these two projects, the book and the workbook uh, to make an impact. And I want to make sure that our listening audience knows where they can learn more about each, each of you and pick up their copies. So where should we direct the audience? Sure. So for this is charity. So charitygoodwin.com. You can go straight there to order books, download the facilitator guide. Um, I even have a freebie uh, there if you'd like to uh, get some information on how to uh, work through some overwhelm, which for in which I'm an expert. Um, and so there's a video, um, there's a video and a, a short workbook to help you through that um, called, um, called the five things. Um, so you can check that out as well. So that's where you can find me on IG. I'm at Charity Speaking Life. Awesome. What about for you, Brittany? Uh, for me, I am at bradical.com. It is a bit different in the spelling. So it's B-R-A-D-I-C-O-A-L. Uh, essentially, I came up with that because most of my life I struggle with breathing because I allowed a lot of things to keep me down. And so now I'm trying to speak power into places and positions that have held me back. And so that's also my Instagram uh, tag as well. Wow. I'm just so inspired by both of you ladies, um, your journey that you're on with God and how even even though you're in process, which we all are, mm-hmm. you're not allowing that to stop you from moving forward into what God has for you. And I think that in and of itself is uh, a message for our listening audience. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. 
you're still in, in process. You're still on a journey and God can work on you and allow you to impact other people mm-hmm. at the same time. And there's mm-hmm. so many, so many teachable moments from this time, but I, I just want to make sure that before we wrap up, you guys have been through so much and you've seen God work in so many amazing ways through this experience. I want to make sure that we give our listening audience some some words of wisdom from each of you to hold on to as we wrap up today's episode. So I always like for our guests to give like your number one piece of advice based on your experience, well, how God has been working with you. What do you feel led to share with our listening audience today to help them to stay encouraged to move forward? I'll go first. Um, kind of two things. One, and I, I'm continually working on this myself, friends, um, but I see writing as a spiritual discipline. And sometimes I don't treat it like that. Um, sometimes I treat it as the thing to to get, you know, like, oh, when I write this, then this will happen or right, I need to write because of the, you know, I want to do the next book or whatever it is. Um, but when I have more intentionality and I write daily, whether it is for reflection, whether it is for social media content, uh, whether it's for a writing contest, <laughs> whether it is, um, you know, um, for the next book that I'm dreaming up, um, but to take time to to write daily because it really is for me, a it's a spiritual practice. And if I treat it as such, in the same way that I would treat prayer, which I don't go a day, you know, seemingly a moment, it feels like, right, without that, then I need to be more intentional about this gift and this gifting um, and this space where God speaks clearly to me and through me um, and not just for me, but for other people. Um, And so for the other people, part of the advice I would offer up and Coach Tam, you've said things similar to this. I'll just say it a little, maybe just a little bit differently is that uh, there are people that are actually waiting on you. And when I say that, that means the person Mm. that's listening, you know, there is someone who needs to hear your story from your lips. Um, they may not be, they're not, they're not even waiting. They don't even, well, how I talk and how I do what I do, that not, it's not even resonate. And you think I'm doing something, but like, no, somebody is waiting on you to do you. Um, and like you said, coach Sam, so that they can, you know, have their own, uh, deliverance and, um, and breakthroughs. And so, um, knowing that someone is waiting on you, what wouldn't you do? Right. So, um, for me is right every day. Right. What about for you? I think for me, kind of to build on what Charity said, kind of a new mantra that I have adapted is that I'm enough. I feel like a lot of my life, I've thought that other people were enough and I've kind of like held up their gifts, but really learning to trust that my voice is valid, that it is needed and to make space for even if it's uncomfortable, kind of like I always tell myself now, do it afraid even if it's uncomfortable. And one of the great things, like Charity Laughs, I love taking pictures. Um, But one of the things, like when I, because I deal with anxiety and depression, is I take pictures of different moments so that I can go back and track and record where I was. And so this week I'll preach for the first time my sermon and I'm preaching on mustard seed faith. (laughs) And a cool thing that I noticed is like a year ago, I played Scrabble and I used the, I spelled the word rooted. And then I'll start school at Eden Seminary and it was a tree on the ground that I stood as I was waiting for my interview. And so it just is a reminder that if anything, I've always told myself, if I can plant one seed, then I've done what God has called me to do. 
And so thinking through all of that, if I trust the process and that God knows that I'm enough, then I'm already halfway there. I just got to continue to do it, even when I don't feel it. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.